Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. As they lost again in the Premier League, uh, they went down 1-0 to Sheffield United, one of the worst teams in Premier League history and Everton looked very very much like they are one of those teams themselves today abysmal from the lads abysmal from the manager and that is the end of the season joining me to have a chat about it Mike Asher and Matt Flusk um, Mike I'll come to you first how are you feeling after that mate? I mean it's it's nice that it's actually finally the end because they've been threatening this for how long now? like weeks months you could go back I feel like any time Everton win a game at this point, we've just said, oh my God, they've clawed us back in. It's not even a case of, oh right, we look like actually going on to do these things. We look like just a managing to avoid the cusp of the edge. And finally today, they've gone over the edge. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling, mate, after that? Yeah, I mean, <coughs> what, you, what you said about Sheffield United being one of the worst teams in league history and that, and us losing to them, it seems... Sadly predictable to us as Everton fans. I just wish it wasn't so predictable to the players on the pitch because it felt like from the first minute they had that in their heads as well. Yeah. They just, it's like they knew it was going to happen. They knew the 17 year old was going to score. That was it. <laughs> yeah, an, an actual child, an actual child scored to Andrews and European hopes today. But uh, I don't know, it, it sort of feels like, you know, we, we've had this a lot this season in regards to Everton being dreadful at home. Not being able to create chances at home, not being able to be aggressive at home, create you know, create any sort of momentum at Goodison Park. But it, it just felt as though today was like a, a new low. I mean, I, I remember after the Fulham game saying that's one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my 
31 years on this earth watching this football club but I feel as though that, that today sunk, sunk even further below that and I think you've said a few times this season that a lot of these lads just like as much as we all are desperate to go and watch Everton in European football next year desperate to get on a plane and watch them you know and enjoy ourselves next year I think a lot of these lads ultimately don't want that they don't want the burden of an extra game and it, it probably showed that a little bit today yeah absolutely I think that as we've looked at it these players when it's come to put up or shut up time they shut up like as you say they don't actually want the extra game they don't want the extra minutes because what ultimately does it mean to them like granted it means so much more to us and we've been sat here discussing for months oh well top four oh well top six oh well farmers and we've done that every time and sort of reassessed what we really want out of this season but to be honest with you I think for these players as soon as top four is out of the equation what does it matter to them like unless it's bonuses there is nothing else for these players to play but many of them granted to be fair there's a few that you will get will always put in effort but you look at that performance and it reminded me of the Bournemouth game the final game of last season where it was a set of players on the pitch who ultimately you know hand on heart they can perform much much better as a group of players and they just have no willingness to show it so I don't know we sit here and we're talking about it why are we talking about it like do you know what I mean? it's kind of got to well a lot of people said to us on Twitter they don't even bother doing a post match but you know we're all here we're all, we've got to try and talk through these things I know that we do but I agree it's, it's get to that point where you I know that other people think it as well but you think you'll get to the end of this game and instead of feeling pissed off instead of feeling annoyed you'll just carry on with your well Sunday but you'll carry on with the final bit of your weekend and you'll just say to yourself yeah fine they didn't give a shit so why should we and that's kind of how I feel at the minute it's not even angry it's not a case of being annoyed by it because we've been here before we've seen all of this so often and like I said for the last month we have been like oh well you know if they win this oh they didn't win that well if they win this they're out of it okay they've been kicking the can down the road haven't they I think we all have for a while hoping that things would just like get sort of better and and they haven't absolutely and you don't actually understand what it is that this team stands for at the moment like I couldn't tell you what is it is it defensive solidity because I'll be honest with you I didn't see that today because I just saw the group of players who couldn't really be that bothered they went through the motions anytime they were attacked properly and looked fragile awful weak is it any sort of attacking impetus that we saw at the start of the season? God, no, because we haven't seen that since, what, Fulham away. And I know... Forget that, that now. That, 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 that's a distant memory, isn't it? Well, exactly. know, Ever- Everton can't play like that anymore. Well, we talk about that as if it was a long, consistent run of games. Wasn't it? What was it? Four games? Five games? That was it. It's the set. You cleaned the derby with eight games, wasn't it, at the start of the season? It's not many games. And reality check, that's that's the exception. That's not the rule. So you've got to aim questions at absolutely everyone there. There is not a single person who should be free from scrutiny in that squad, in my opinion. Yeah, and you look at that group of players, you're talking about three, four, five of them maybe, who behind closed doors will be talking about big money moves away you know like Richarlison maybe Dean fancies himself to be in Champions League club and if they're going out on that pitch tonight thinking I don't fancy playing on a Thursday night I bring up like Romelu Lukaku Romelu Lukaku has got where he is now by absolutely banging him in in the Europa League it's not glamorous to most fans it's not glamorous to most CEOs but that's what gets these players to those top clubs Whereas if they're just phoning it in against the likes of Sheffield United, no one's going to get them. Like Richarlison, I mean, we love the bones of him, but there was all this chat at the start of the season of, you know, we've got to have one big season here, get he, Champions League. He's going to give us one more season. Yeah, like how, how generous of him. And 
he's been completely non-existent for large parts of this season and he's been huffing and puffing okay I'll give him this he's matured a lot I think we pointed out in uh, the last match that there was a couple of instances where he was thrown to the ground in the box and he was given the, the elbow and the ribs you would have expected him to throw one in there and kick off a bit a couple of seasons ago he's matured a lot but he hasn't gone to that £100 million player that he thinks he is and if someone does and I tell you, well I was going to say if someone does throw that money at him this, this summer fair enough but the money's not floating around at the moment everyone's cash poor because of the pandemic so it's, it's not going to happen for any of them are they just going to go through the motions for the next 12 months again or are they just going to get their agents to kick up a stink or what are they going to rely on their international form there's a lot of tournaments this summer but it's just, I expect I expect more hunger from that group of players there has to be a conversation here that goes on is this who do you aim who do you aim the criticism at now all is of them Every, everyone's yeah. everyone's yeah, but you say you say that but like and I guess that I've just done that but you can blanket and say all of them but thinking about it properly if Ancelotti sets that team up any differently do you think anything changes I don't think he told them to do that tonight no no but what I'm saying is so you look at it what they started the game with three centre halves at the back we all said that's ridiculous and do you know what yeah fair fucks it is ridiculous if he changes that team do you think there's a different result no, not really. Neither no, do I. No. So, who but do we aim at? Who do we aim at? That comes down to what happens, I think, a lot. And listen, no, this isn't me sitting here saying, get the manager out, because that's, that's far too premature. But we've shown so many times this season that when... How many, how many times have we watched these games? On, it seems to be on BT Sports every single week where teams come to Goodison and the commentators say, bloody hell, Sheffield United have played well today. This is the best performance of the season. Burnley, this is their best performance of the season. Villa, bloody hell, they create a lot of chances. You know, aren't they doing well? Newcastle, after 10 games in a row where they lost, this is the best they've played for a long time. And it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. So are they turning on because they think we're fragile? No, it's because it's we're terrible. Because we're, we're terrible. I don't, th- I don't think it's turning on. I think what it is, is Everton allowed them to play football they, like we've, we we literally anyone who's bothered watching football now fair do see it if you have because I, I don't blame anyone who hasn't watched anyone, anyone else other than Everton but if anyone watched Leeds play Burnley the other night they must have sat there like I did like you did Matt and were just incredibly jealous about a team that was just efficient in every area of the ball exactly and the midfield seemed to press properly the defence pushed up behind them everything you saw there was a plan you saw there was an order to anything and you saw players who had bought into the process I don't know what what it is now is it the players is it the players is it there's a sort of disconnect between the manager and the players it's it's, I don't know I think it's everything I mean you know this this, the post-match podcast for this game is the time to get into that now but the recruitment's been terrible for a while the manager wasn't but it wasn't terrible this year. That's but, the but it is. We got everything we wanted last summer. Absolutely everything we could have well, wanted. I don't, I don't think we did because we, we signed two lads who have been key parts of the team and have had to come as you play half the season each. You know, Alan Hamas Rodriguez. That signings. No, that doesn't mean it's re- terrible recruitment. We signed Hamas well, Rodriguez. Well, if you sign play, if you sign players with that age with those injury records, you're taking a gamble, and that is, that is part of it. That of is, that is, that, that's why Everton got Rodriguez for free. That's why Everton got Alan for twenty million when a couple of years ago we were still going to go to, to PSG for sixty million. Well, of course it was, but for me, that's one thing. One thing that you have to point to Ancelotti straight away is that we saw Tom Davies play as a number six against West Ham and play very, very well, and he released Alan in a way that we haven't seen post hamstring injury to him and to take him out and not play him again he's not played a minute since then well for me 
that's just ridiculous. I don't care who you mind you at that point. That. It doesn't matter if it's Ancelotti, if it's Marco Silva, if it's Sam Aldice. That's just a bad, that's a mistake. You, you can aim that at anyone. It doesn't mean you want the manager out. It doesn't mean that you say he's the worst manager of all time. That's a mistake because we saw just how helpful it was, how useful it was. And it just annoys me because we speak so often about the way Ancelotti speaks about Tom Davis and the way he acts with Tom Davis. And it's two different things. You said this before, Matt. Is the way he speaks about him is he reminds him as me as a footballer uh, and then talks about how limited he is. Now, usefully he can be in the right situations, but today was the right situation. You don't need to play three centre-backs. What you can do is you can play with an actual natural number six who has proved themselves, done well, and then used to a number eight instead of having a rover midfield that seems to be a bit of a headless chicken. Um, it feels like we're in this situation now where if you're going to criticise the players, you have to go in hand in hand and criticise everyone else at the club, and that includes the manager. Doesn't mean you want to get rid of him. Doesn't mean he's not the best person for the job. There are just so many questions that need answering at this football club now, and it's so frustrating because we're here again. And I know that like we could sit here months ago, weeks ago, and we could say maybe this season would be a little bit different, maybe something would change. And but again, we're here and we're in that situation where the summer is the most important summer that we've had in years. And TM. <laughs> but you know what? Like, it is, again, because yeah, every yeah. season that goes further without it happening, without, well, I say it, we all know that it is just the next stage. It is Leicester at this point. That's for want of a better phrase. Without it happening, it is the important one and the next one will be the most important one. So it's going to be until something actually bloody changes. Yeah, I mean, I've not, I've not the answers obviously because I'm just sat in an alehouse. But I just popped it in my head then about Leicester. Like Leicester have won the cup and they're going to get top four, and we played them off the park this season. So what went right there that hasn't gone right the rest of the year? They they went just off the, off the pace that day. Like we were very very good. Like what was the difference? How do we turn that into a season long improvement? And I do think we've improved this season. I mean. You know, last season well, we stopped or something like that. Now we've been looking at Europe until the last two games. Okay, fair enough. It's not done the way we planned, but I don't think we're as far away as some others would say. But I'm just searching for the answer there of how we turn that into the, the next step. Well, the thing that concerns me is that we we've seen this now at home for a while, and I think after two or three games, you can say that this is an issue. You know, we're playing teams to sit in, the frustrators, and you know we've done this before. And in the main, because the teams you're playing are quite crap, you find a way through because they are quite crap. And Everton have not shown any in- inclination to me whatsoever of getting better in these games, if anything. Aside from a good performance against Spurs, where they probably should have won, against Palace, where they probably should have won. Every other match at Goodison we've played in the last few years, well, the last few months, you could say, they have desire to lose, or they're looking to get a point from, or looking to get a win from. And and to me, Mike, it do- and again, I, I don't want to sit here and slate the manager, but there doesn't really seem to be any kind of plan. You know, I want at home, or, you know, I could see Everton play Sheffield tonight on the moon tonight, and I'd want them to be aggressive, and I'd want them to put rubbish players under pressure and make them feel like rubbish players. Not sit off them after five minutes and let them have the freedom of the pitch and think, actually, you know, we're all right here. You know, this is quite a nice time. Top one of our last few games in the Premier League. Let's ex- let, let's express ourselves, lads. It was just so easy. And I think as much as we can say this is an issue of home form, I think by and large, in the second half of the season, we played the worst teams in the league at Goodison Park. And we've allowed them the freedom of the pitch 
to express themselves, to grow into games, and ultimately that's why we're sitting here and we're saying all these teams have probably put on their best performances of the season at Everton. Yeah, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the fans are there, that doesn't happen. And I don't think, and you know, for me, that is not excusing the players. That's picking up the fans because we don't stand for it. And you know, I know it sounds entitled and it sounds stupid, but as a collective, if the Fulham game happens, Goodison makes it known that that's not okay. You can't do that again. You can't do that against Burnley. You can't do that against Sheffield United. Not even though it's anyone, is it? You know. I think, I think I've sort of been putting this off for a while now and you've said it to be fair and I've not, I've not quite gone there but I've watched them before they just don't don't care like they just don't care you know if, if it's a glamour game away at Anfield or a glamour game away at Arsenal or something like that they'll dig in for a bit and they'll defend and they'll keep the shape but in games like this today we need to be courageous and not courageous in regards to Terry Butcher sticking your head on the line getting, getting booted it's being good on the ball you know picking the right choice dribbling out from the back taking, taking risks at, at the right times there's been none of that at all but do you know what for me it doesn't even go as far as that it's trying and at the end of the day, you look at someone there, player who stuck out there because he was trying was David McGoldrick. He tried, and you know what? He's not a good, he's not a great footballer. Yeah, fair play. He's, he's he's a professional footballer. He's played more minutes than I have ever in football. So who am I to say he's a crap footballer? But he's not the best footballer in the world. But he stood out there because he tried. And I know it sounds it sounds incredibly darkish and it sounds stupid, but there are so many players that haven't fronted up there, haven't tried. And as I said, Goodison doesn't stand for that. And it has this season, because there's no fucker there. That's the difference. Yeah. Because you end up in a situation where Fulham happens. We've had it before. I think it was West Brom where they beat us 1-0, Salmon Rondon scored. And the rest of the season at Goodison was horrible. It was nasty. But we didn't have that again. Didn't have it again. It's happened before when Swansea did, did it the exact same thing. Didn't happen after that. The difference is this season, there is no one there to tell them that, hang on, that's not okay. And unfortunately, this group of players, whether it is that they are horrendously overpaid, whether they've dropped down a level, or whether they don't have the leadership in the dressing room to tell them that this is not the standard that Everton requires, for as much as Seamus Coleman to say he says that, obviously it's not working. Then there are not 30, what, 38,000 people there to say, hang on, this is a bit fucking ridiculous now. That's the difference this season. Because I know people have gone on about the Reds, about, oh, there's no one, there's no one who's felt the loss of crowd as much as them. Bullshit. Sorry, but you've seen it. There, is, there has been no home form worse than ours in the league since, what, the 10 of the year? That is the difference. It's ridiculous. When have we ever seen that? When have we ever seen that? And the difference is, no fans. Honestly, the sooner that these people can get back in the ground the sooner we can all get back in the ground the better I guarantee as soon as people are back in the ground oh it's Wolves isn't it they get what 7,000 people that will make a difference you saw the FA Cup final with Leicester you saw Arsenal. Well, you saw well, yeah look at the Arsenal game when there was like what a pittance of people in there the drive the energy so it's just Daz Rims on his own <laughs> exactly it's not worrying though, like we've got characters in the squad who need that they shouldn't need that should they it's not even like the chastising effect though is it like for example you said about Fulham we had two home games after the derby at Anfield we had City then Fulham we lost them both yeah. now it's not even a case of we won't stand for that if we they go were before the derby they were before the derby then too were they before yeah, sorry yeah, yeah, I got yeah. that wrong um, but what I'm saying is if we come off the back of a big away win and then come back to Goodison they've got a massive lift from the off whereas we don't have that now 
It's not even the case that the fans won't stand for a bad performance at home. The fan, the, the players don't get that big lift as they come out. You know what I mean? That big. You've heard that massive roar. I mean, people say though, did he, Why did he need that? Like you know, as, as, you know, because that's what everyone's every, fun. Everything's on the line today in regards to from, from their debut at the age of 15, 16, 17, 18, 17 in the case of your man today, like. <laughs> They've Jefferson. They've had that Jefferson. You know, they've had that big, massive, like yeah. adrenaline rush as they come out to the pitch. To suddenly take that away, it's it's akin to like Dixie Dean scoring sixty goals. Dixie Dean didn't score sixty goals because he was superhuman. He scored sixty goals because they changed the offside law twelve months beforehand. So they were, they had trained their whole lives to defend against two players, and now it was one. So as soon as that switch went, that was it. They just ran riot. And it's the same now. Their whole career, they trained to play with this massive swallowing atmosphere around them. And when that's just gone, they don't have the lift, they don't have the the, the voice in their ear, they don't have like, the chest. Well, that shouldn't be a disadvantage, I don't think. Well, for me, it speaks volumes about the squad of personalities that ever have encompassed compared to Leicester. You look at a team that has had, I would say, just as much adversity that Everton have had this season. Their main whole midfielder, Wilfred Ndidi, was out for what? Their entire defence was out for like a part they of the season. They had their best fullback out, as just as we did, and Ricardo Pereira out for like what? He had an ACL, so he was out for like six, eight months. James Justin's been out the whole season. Exactly, and they replaced him with that Thomas kid, and he's just come in and slotted in. It's not been a case of, oh, we'll make, we'll, we'll make excuses. It's okay because we've got injuries. Well, that's the difference between the two squads. And again, comes back to actually having the drive behind you. Some players need it, some don't. Unfortunately, have have got a squad full of shit out who actually need a kick up the arse. But do you want players in your squad who play just as well in an empty stadium as they do with the fans right behind them to ball them? Well, if it means winning an FA Cup this year, yeah, I fucking do. Yeah, I guess so. But that's the difference. I'm sorry, but it is. I like, know. But you know, I'm, you know what I'm like about football. I'm a romantic. <laughs> it's all about the stories for I me. And I don't know which. If just, you want to see your team win loads and loads of trophies without trying, just watch City. You know what I mean? All right, billions, great. I can watch City and enjoy it. Yeah, fantastic. Especially watching this. I think the thing with Leicester is that they felt like they're up for the mobile for a while now. When you mentioned Leeds there, Mike, and as much as they're, you know, the league table probably at the end of the season, which they've not been a better side than Everton this year, it feels like they've got a plan. They, 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 they're going somewhere. And there are things there. They had a few plays in the summer. You know, they, they're going to have fans back next year who are going to enjoy watching them and they're going to push on again. Well, that's it. If, I, you, I, if you could give me a choice of seasons between our season and Leeds United's season, give me theirs. Especially if we don't get Europe, yeah. Because, points, because I see a team that is cohesive. I see them trained really well, drilled really well, using all three parts of the pitch excellently. The scary thing for me is with Everton, I don't see any of them. I just see an amorphous blob of 11 players that don't really either... The scary thing is, if they feel like they want to win that game, that's even more terrifying to me. And the, the best case scenario for us here, as mad as it sounds, is that that's a load of players that are not driven at all. Because if they are driven, bloody hell, that's scary. Because if they're in that situation where they're getting beat on the trot by Newcastle, Burnley, Fulham, Sheffield United, and they're trying their best, that's terrifying. Oh, by the way, Leeds, the two games to go, they're three points behind us with the best goal difference. So, Top half finish, though. Yeah. They, they, they're probably going to finish ahead of us. So. What do you need to do? Makes no odds at this point, does it? It's not mean, about. It's not about Leeds. Two, well, you'd it, imagine that Leeds were like 14th or something, but they're not. Are they? Well, who cares? Like, yeah. It's not about Leeds. It's not about Leicester. It's about Everton and where they sit right now. And where they sit right now is again 
I'm just not, I am sick of saying it. Most important summer forever. Most important summer forever. I don't want it to be an important summer. I just want them to do what Leicester did last season. Build on what they've got. Sign a couple of players. Yes. You're really good. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't want an important summer. I want a right back. And I want an attacking midfielder. And I want everyone to be fine. But again, we're in this position where we've got to sign yet another midfielder. Because the midfielders we spent money on need shipping out. And we need to sign a backup striker to the striker that we've got. Who hasn't quite convinced everyone that he's excellent despite being excellent. We need a right back. Because the right back we got can't play football. It's just that that slip over at the end today was that was that was it, wasn't it? That was the moment I think. From like, bless Seamus, he's tried his best, but fallen over at the end there. It was just it's telling in it. Like you get to that point with Seamus where do you know what? Anyone who listens to this regularly knows I'm as critical about Seamus as anyone in the world. But do you know what? He's a good man. He tries his best. But it's that point now where he needs to be back with right back next year. And it, do you know yeah. what? I sit here hand on heart. I don't, I, want, to, I don't want to sing anyone else thinks they were all horrendous. We got to this point with Baines, didn't we? It, it was really painful, but we got to this point with Baines, we said he needs to be back up now. And we got D. And then look where we are in I, that position. I sit here hand on heart. I don't think Seamus Coleman will be back up right back next year. I don't think he will be. What should we start? Yeah. I, I think that but that's that's the confidence that I have in Everton right now it, it, wh- why would we have confidence like don't get me wrong last year's recruitment was better than years previous I think we all have to agree that I think we do we, we do don't sort we sort of what do you mean sort of it is it was I think time one player is going to be here for the next five years thank god for it. yeah Okay, fair enough. But as an actual targeted recruitment system, and you know what, it's not saying that this one was particularly good. It's saying that ones before that were particularly crap. Like, it was better. And you know what, if they get better again next year, maybe in five years they'll catch up. Maybe they won't, who knows. But I'm just sick of being in that system that we are now where it's just so important to get it right. Like, bloody hell, lads. You've got to... Do you know what's horrible, Mike? Like, we did a show, like, about six weeks ago, and we were saying it's great to be in the conversation at this point, This, you know... Because after the West Brom game where we were four, it's like, you know, this, this looks like it, it, it all, you know, it all could come together. And as much as I think I've said this so many times doing this podcast down the years, when it comes to Everton, there's just something under the fingernails, under the skin, in the DNA that just makes them always come up short in these situations. And we could have Carlo Angelotti as manager, we could have the best players in the world, we could have some of the best young players in the country, and they never quite do it. I don't think it's about DNA. I don't think it's about any of that. I think that's a cop out. I've always I, I do I think it's a proper cop out because and I think we're just as guilty of it as the players and I'm sick of people saying it and you know, I've got to stop saying it because it's an easy out for these players if you say to them it's in your DNA it's in your DNA to fuck up it's in your DNA to be shit they'll be shit they won't they won't go the extra mile you look at like you know what literally you've got you could name any club there you could name the Reds you could name Chelsea you could name City you could name Leicester that's not a group of players you look at and go, it's in your DNA to be crap. So do you know what? Unless you didn't see Spurs then. Well, exactly. <laughs> you, you, well, exactly, there's the, there's, the other pri- well, there's the other prime example. If it comes down to it, you've got a group of people saying, it's in your DNA to be shit. Well, what do you expect? They've got the outs, they've got the easy outs. It's up to them, isn't it? To show but it's not. If we sit here... But it's not. Because if we sit here and go, ah, well, it's Everton. But it's not. It's the group of players. And it's time to actually point the finger at the group of players instead of Everton as a football club. That's fair enough. Because yeah. the players are supposed 
spoken about the derby, haven't they? They've spoken about that mental block yeah. in the derby. Like, they shouldn't have it. Half of them players out on the pitch at Anfield that won had never experienced That's any fair. kind of derby heartache. Yeah. And I think that kind of showed, but like over the years, it does build up, and like the fans get to them, social media messages, and all that stuff like that. What so annoys it does, me? It does awesome. What annoys me more than anything is that this will be another year away from Europe, and I remember being younger and going to watch like Europa League, whatever it was called at that time. Yeah, games like Zenith and stuff like that, Goodison, and just having a dead fucking Wolfsburg at home, Sigma Wolfsburg away, and having a dead nice good time. There's more and more people who aren't experiencing that. Yeah. And it's just crap. It's a bit of generation of its own. It's not about that now, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I just feel really, really crap for them. And that's what makes me angry at the players. Because this was a chance. It was a proper chance. I know it's double edged sword because we've sat here and we bemoaned the lack of fans being a problem for us. And it has been. But at the same time, the lack of fans has been a boon. They won't win as many away games next year. And they'll probably win more home games. But you know what? Front up and actually make it significant don't just equalise it don't just even it out actually make it mean something and I sit here at this point and I hope that that's the case and I really hope I'm not sat here in a year's time having the exact same conversation we will be saying it's the biggest summer ever but you know what you say we will be we don't have to be and I'm sick of us sitting here going and do you know what? I'm, I'm more guilty of it than anyone in the world is it saying it's just everything it's the way they are they've got it in the system I'm sick of it I'm tired of it I've had enough of it where does, where does that start where does that, that start like where do you start changing that where do we start changing yeah. that? Is that is it, is it with the ownership is it with the recruiters off the pitch the manager the players no. it's us it's us as a group it's us it, we, we have to eradicate this everton thatism we have to and do you know what because the players aren't fucking doing it players aren't going to do it on their own we've given them enough opportunity to do it it's not on them anymore stop trying it in if we sit here every week and we say wouldn't it be so evident to do this wouldn't it be so no do you know what it gives them an easy out I think, I think it's, up to, it's up to them to change minds ultimately well it was 5, 10, 15 years ago they haven't done it so do you know what Instead of giving them a kick up the arse in the ground, we'll do it outside the ground as well now. We have to reach a point where... Well, we saw it the other day, Calvert-Loon coming out and saying, well, I haven't impressed enough of the Everton Dars. They listen to this stuff. They all listen to it as much as they can all say, I don't read the papers, I don't do this. Of course they do. Of course they see exactly what people say. Of course they see what people search for them on social media. Like, it's got to change. Yeah, um, we'll leave it there, I think. That's enough on Everton for tonight. Um, best luck to anyone who's going on Wednesday. I'm sure you get them a great reception. You know what? <laughs> That's what I said. I said before. You feel so, you I know, feel people really sorry be, for them. People. people should be excited, shouldn't they? I feel really be. sorry for them people because they will have watched that result, and anyone going to that game will have been made up to get it through in the ballot. And whereas right now they'll just be sat there really deflated. So my heart goes out to them people to be honest with you. Two wins that game would have been electric. But you know what? Go. Tell me you feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do what you want. Scream, shout. Yeah. Don't enjoy yourself. I mean, regardless of what happens on Wednesday, they deserve it for tonight. So, you know. Oh dear, yeah, that's it. Um, ever since European hopes are over, I think we can finally say that now. Um, cheers to Mike, cheers to Matt. Uh, I think Mike's going to drink his body weight in rum. Probably. Uh, me and Matt are going to try and keep up with him on the ALA here. But um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we will, of course, still be building up to that game in midweek against Wolves and the game against Manchester City at the weekend. So keep us with the blue room here. I'm going to speak to you again soon. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. 
But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.